You're listening to audio from First Christian Church. To find out more about us or to donate to our ministries, visit firstabq.org. Welcome to the table of the Lord. The table is a place where those once far away from God are brought near to God in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is our peace. In his flesh, he has made Jews and the nations one people. He has broken down the dividing wall, the hostility that is between all people, and he welcomes them to this table. And it's for that reason we thank God for what Jesus broke and what he poured out and what he gave to us. And as we eat, we remember that we are not different people. Those differences are present, but we are one people in Christ Jesus. Those are words that I like to begin every beginning of the table, welcoming to the table. And you know what? We're due for some good news, aren't we? And I'm not just talking about the world, I'm talking about Micah. We have been exploring Micah in our sermon series, How to Lose Your Purpose, and we're just due for some good news. Last week's Halloween edition had all of us losing our appetite. So it's appropriate that we have good news and get to come back and gather around this table. We can find hope at this table that is open to all. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word, a hopeful reading of God's Word, from Micah, no less, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as highest of all mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All peoples shall stream to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let's go up to the house in the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord from Micah chapter 4, thanks be to God. Now, I don't know how you're feeling about your life today. You may be feeling like your life is at a mountain peak. Or you may be feeling like your life is a rubble. That things are not going as you intend. We've had a lot of things that we've dealt with this year. Disease, death, job loss. We've come to points where we have to wonder, you know, is she going to come home? To this marriage? Is she going to come home to life? Is she going to come home to this job? And we wonder, you know, are, are you in a place of life feeling like a rubble or life feeling like a mountain peak? Last week when we left off in Micah chapter 3, verse 12, it is not a hopeful mountain peak. Now, you know me. Most of you know how much I love mountains. I love being in the mountains. I love being able to look at the mountains and take pictures of the mountains. And in my office in West Texas, when I lived in Abilene, uh, people would come into my office, and as you would expect, if you haven't been in my office, there are some pictures of mountains, because I like mountains. 
And these people from West Texas would look at those pictures and say, well, what are those? And I say mountains. These flatlanders don't know about what a mountain looks like. And here as we left off with Micah in chapter 3, chapter 3 verse 12, Zion is a plowed field. Jerusalem is a heap, a smoldering heap of ruins. And the temple, the temple that should have been of Yahweh is nothing but an overgrown forest. And I even misspoke last week when I read it. I added in temple of Yahweh. It doesn't say that. Because even the name of Yahweh has been stripped off of the temple and it's abandoned. And they can't imagine it. They hear Micah, they see this, they cannot imagine this being true. But the picture, the image that Micah gives us is of a new mountain coming up out of the rubble. The mountain of Yahweh pressing up to be the highest of all mountains. The tallest of all mountains. An amazing image. And I try to think about what that looks like. Are these volcanoes? Are these... Is this lava moving around? You know, our volcanoes in Albuquerque, they look small, but they're already a mile high up here. And whenever we look at the more massive Sandia Mountain, geologists will tell us that that's probably a plate that was pushed up and is now slowly falling towards the valley. Don't worry, it's not going to happen anytime soon. A mountain that's been pushed up. And so we see these grand mountains and we're captured by them. We wonder what this will look like for us. With Micah, we've been exploring how to lose your purpose. I know it's an unorthodox way to look at a scripture of how do you lose your purpose, but sometimes we can learn by the opposite. And so our fourth rule today as we gather around the table is to believe in the reality that it is nothing but a rubble. You just, you look at that rubble and you believe that the rubble of your life is reality. That is a way, a surefired way to lose your purpose. And there's a second part to this that I'll tell you in a moment. But this is a rubble that does not remain a smoldering heap. This is Yahweh pressing forward to make the mountain of Yahweh the tallest of all mountains. This is a spiritual reality. It doesn't have to be a physical place. It is a spiritual reality where God becomes most important in our lives most massive, most awe-inspiring, and where God becomes the one that people say, come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord. Let us, let us go and worship God there. That becomes the new reality. Well, the rubble is not the reality, and another way to lose your purpose is to think that as you're standing on the top of your mountain, that it's just your people that it's not about other people at all. It's just your own people at the top of your rubble heap. And that is not what this passage is about. It talks about all nations, all peoples, saying, come, let's go up and worship God. Everyone. This is something that is awe-inspiring to us when we think about the division that is in our world. Come, let's go, let's learn from Yahweh. He's our leader. God is the one that will instruct us and show us how to live our lives. Now that had to be hard. It had to be hard for Jews to hear, as much as it's hard for us to hear that maybe our group of people is not all there is. 
But at this table, we welcome all. And that's astounding. That's more astounding to me than thinking about a mountain, whether lava or volcano or tectonic plates shifting, being forced up high. It's more impressive than that to think about not just an, an event that we couldn't control, like mountains shifting, but to think about peoples, all groups of people coming together. For this table, we come and we gather. Every week, we open up this table. It's something that's distinctive to us. We practice this weekly, and it's an open communion where all believers are welcome. We're stepping into and leaning into this reality where all people are saying, let's go to the mountain of the Lord. Let's learn the ways of Jesus. This is not a table that we own. This is not a table that we guard and protect people from. This is a table that is open. It's a table that could be mistaken for a rubble. Whenever Jesus gathered around it, he was having his last meal before he was executed. Whenever Jews gather around the Passover table, it was during times of slavery that they were looking back and thinking about that first gathering around the table. Sometimes this gets mistaken as a table that is a rubble. But the most surprising thing of all is that this is a table that is open to all and welcomes all to come. And if we want to lose our purpose, then we'll just focus on the rubble of our own lives and we'll treat that as reality. If we want to lose our purpose, we'll just focus in on our own people to the exclusion of all others and forget that Jesus is the one that has bound this universe together, has connected it together. And that God, in sending Jesus to us, has brought us oneness of flesh. And we're invited. Invited to enter the kingdom of God now. To let God's reign and let God's rule be true of over our lives. And also be something that we freely offer and welcome others to enjoy. The divine character of God has been present in Jesus the divine character of God is present in the Holy Spirit that breathes in each one of believers. We are learning to walk in the ways of God. We are learning to be instructed by God. Here at First Christian, in particular, that's what we're all about. We are people who follow Jesus. That's it. We want to get in line behind Jesus. And we're trying to make this as plain as we possibly can. That we are people who are being everywhere with Jesus. We are people who are doing what Jesus did. We are people who are going where Jesus goes. And we are people who are saying the very things that Jesus said. Following Jesus looks like that. Be, do, say, and go. We don't have to worry about the external circumstances around this table. We don't have to worry about the things that are going on in our lives or in our bodies because those things, as fleeting and as difficult and as overwhelming as they might be, are not our final reality. We look past the rubble to the reality of the mountain 
of Yahweh. And we today, even in our suffering, even facing our own deaths, can do so with confidence because our reality is so much bigger, so much more inclusive. And it is a vision that God has for his people even here in the Old Testament. So when you're tempted to look at the rubble, come back to this table. Come back to the welcome that is extended at this table. Not by us, but by the Lord himself. And see this reality of worshiping the one true and living God. If you would, take your cup. And open up the top part where the bread is. And let's pray. God, we thank you that this table is open to all, including us. We know that your vision for the world is much bigger than ours. And so we just ask for your forgiveness, God. We get distracted by other leaders, other issues, other countries. May we have a clear focus on the kingdom of God. Because you are a God who comes to us and says, take, eat, this is my body, broken for you. You are a God who says, take, drink, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the sins of the world. We thank you for being that God. We want to follow you into the future. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Now taking the bread, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Amen. taking the cup. This is the blood of Christ, the cup of the new covenant poured out for our sins. Amen.